Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing stocks heading toward a record after better-than-forecast jobs data underscored the strength of the world's largest economy. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. The S&P 500 index up now by 17 points to 2181, a gain there of eight-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is up 53 points, a gain of one percent at 5219. Dow Industrials up 160. 79 points, a gain of 1%, the Dow at 18,532. The 10-year down 25, 30 seconds, the yield 1.58%. Gold down 25, 70, the ounce to 1337, a drop there of 1.9%. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate down 5 cents, 41.88 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate down one-tenth of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. When considering what to do with your money, there is a lot you do not know, a lot that we don't know. But there are many things that we do know. And here to tell us about them is Chuck Lieberman. He is the chief investment officer and managing partner for Advisors Capital Management. They're based in Ridgewood, New Jersey, helping to manage more than $1.3 billion of customer assets. Chuck Lieberman, thank you for being with me. Thanks for having me, Tim. I want you to continue this theme about uncertainty. We're always going to not know a lot. There's always going to be uncertainty for investors. No one knows what the outcome of Brexit will mean. No one knows what the dollar will trade at a year from now. But you maintain there is a lot that we do know, and we can profit from it. Explain. Well, uh, the Fed has actually used this uncertainty to help justify deferring any t- uh, interest rate increases. Uh, but when you look at the data, and today's employment data are really perfect for uh, providing great insight, uh, it's pretty clear that the U.S. economy is doing quite well. Um, the job market has tightened considerably. Uh, we're beginning to see enough tightness in the job market that it's flowing over into some of the pockets that have been weakest, meaning those who are least educated. Even they're finding jobs at a very, very good clip. And in fact, they accounted for virtually all of the jobs reported this past month. Uh, unemployment declined very dramatically for that group, whereas it uh, didn't budge for the most educated. So it shows you that uh, firms are having difficulty finding people with college degrees, and they're being forced to hire less skilled, less educated workers and potentially train them and incur higher costs in order to fill positions. It suggests a degree of, of uh, a real need. Well, you mentioned that there are these elements of everybody's life which are knowable such as you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, you wear clothes, you drive cars. All of these things feed into what is potentially a profit-making investment. Right, and there's implicitly an argument out there that somehow corporate profits are not going to do well, uh, that corporate profits have been weak recently. Uh, but, of course, there's a lot of activity that, you, as you just mentioned, will continue. Um, we do know that uh, the car fleet outstanding is 
the oldest on record. Uh, those cars are wearing out. They do have to be replaced. That creates a lot of pent-up demand for, for cars. Uh, we know plenty about the demographics of the economy, of the population. We know that uh, there are a lot more elderly people. That creates a lot of demand for health care. We also know that uh, there's a lot of household formation and yet we have not seen a full recovery in the pace of new construction. And so that suggests there's actually plenty of pent-up demand for new construction in the housing arena. So there are lots of things you can figure out that will support the expansion going forward. A new study by the Wharton School of Business uh, says that most patient people grow richer and healthier than their more impetuous peers. I wonder if you could tell us some investment themes that being patient for will yield profits? Well, I think there's a little bit too much emphasis in too many quarters about short-term profitability. Um, people are looking one quarter ahead or two quarters ahead. We've heard many comments about corporate management are looking at the next uh, number, the next quarterly call on their profits, and pushing things around in order to meet the next quarterly number, and they're not uh, thinking enough about the long-term consequences for their business and making longer-term decisions and making the investments in that, that they need to make for those longer-term decisions if it comes at the expense of the upcoming quarter. Um, that's a problem. And uh, uh, when we look around at the investment opportunities that are out there, Many times you can distinguish between those companies, and we'd much rather invest with, with managers who are thinking long-term and, and evaluating how the economy will affect their business rather than just making the next number. Can you give us some examples? Well, within the energy space, uh, one of the managements that I think is absolutely top-rated uh, would be ExxonMobil. Uh, this is a firm that has never – uh, thought about uh, the next quarter that has always thought longer term, puts every single investment, capital investment that they make through the ringer to make judgments about whether or not it's a worthwhile investment. Uh, they don't pay out a huge dividend. Uh, so in the past, they've had lots and lots of free cash flow, and they haven't squandered it looking for oil in really uh, uh, very, very widespread locations or difficult to extract locations where there's a lot of cost in the, in the investment, and it may or may not turn out to be worthwhile. Uh, so they have a lot of excess cash flow, which they've used to buy back an absolute ton of stock over the years. Uh, right now, the uh, stock is uh, relatively cheap. $87, $87 trades at an estimated uh, P.E., I believe, of uh, 36. Uh, in gross yield about 3.4%. Stock is up about 12% so far this year. And the number that you mentioned that is really the most outstanding is that yield, 3.4%. Uh, that has not been a yield that you could have gotten on Exxon for many, many years. Uh, it's uh, available now because the stock has fallen. Uh, corporate profits are down. Uh, so the stock looks a little bit expensive on current earnings, but this is an extremely well-managed company and is a long-term play for exposure and energy. These are the guys you want to get in bed with. Okay, so this is energy. Let's move on to another industry sector. Tell us what else you're looking for. Uh, well, uh, another one that I think of is a, a really attractive play is uh, Citigroup. 
Um, not exactly uh, a popular choice these days. Uh, a lot of people blame the banks for uh, some of the problems associated with the last recession and the housing crisis. Uh, but under current management, they are slowly but methodically uh, pulling costs out, restructuring the company. Uh, it's trading at a dramatic discount to book, um, and uh, they have a lot of capital. Uh, they are well ahead, way ahead of where they need to be to meet the uh, Basel III capital requirements. Um, their profitability is has improved dramatically. Um, they are a problem for the Fed because the Fed's got to approve their dividend increases, uh, and they're now sitting on so much capital that the Fed had no choice but to approve a pretty sizable dividend increase, and yet their dividend is still on the low side. So I think this is, again, another long-term investment that should be very attractive. Well, the shares of uh, Citigroup are up about 4% today. Taking a look, the stock is down about 11.5% year-to-date, the, the yield 1.4%. Do you find that clients are honest in telling you how long and how patient they will remain for an investment to pan out? Uh, absolutely not. Um, it's funny because anytime the market goes down, uh, patience goes out the window uh, almost immediately. Um, clients are patient only as long as the market's going up, and when the market isn't going up, uh, uh, their patience is gone. Tell us a little bit about rebalancing a portfolio. Many people were trained to rebalance so that you don't get your asset allocations tipped to one industry group over another. Do you find that people have actually been having the discipline to do so? Because they would have added to their energy holdings earlier in the year in order to rebalance, and the same goes for the financial industry. Yeah, no, that's a great uh, question, Pim, because uh, people often don't uh, have the discipline to do it. Um, of course, what happens when energy goes down is that scares the living daylights out of them, and so they're much less inclined to uh, expose themselves to energy, and so they tend to avoid it. And the same thing was true with the financials when the financials uh, fell out of bed. Uh, so sometimes it's easier when they use uh, funds or ETFs because then they don't see the rebalancing or they're not participating in making the investment decisions. But certainly when, uh, uh, with many managers, uh, they respond to the, uh, uh, the fears and the, the desires of their clients, and so they tend to be pretty cautious about uh, uh, rebalancing and taking advantage of some of the uh, dislocations in the market. Do you have any uh, any any direction for someone that was looking at a 10-year treasury at 1.58% and saying, I can't live on that? What do you recommend? Well, we think you shouldn't live on that because uh, treasuries at that yield uh, imply little income and lots and lots of risk. No risk of default, but lots of risk of uh, sooner or later the value of that asset getting crushed. Um, there are a lot of high-yield opportunities available in the marketplace. Some of them are out of favor, uh, but yet they're really attractive. So one that I like is uh, Master Limited Partnerships, uh, the pure pipeline companies. Uh, they offer pretty substantial yields. Thank you very much. Chuck Lieberman is the Chief Investment Officer and the Managing Partner of Advisors Capital Management. They're based in Ridgewood, New Jersey, helping to manage more than $1.3 billion of customer assets. We'll take you through to the close next. This is Bloomberg.